is Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. This is Corey Richmond, joined by Jason Brooks. We have finally entered WrestleMania week. NXT has stand and delivered, unlike maybe WWE's major show, WrestleMania, once again this year, two, uh, two nights. Unfortunately, today at age 50, DMX uh, unfortunately passed away. We'll talk about that later on in the show. AW finally going to deliver Blood and Guts. We'll see how that goes and a whole lot more. Uh, Jay, WrestleMania is finally here. How you doing on this Friday at the start where we have SmackDown in a couple hours? Yeah, it's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. It's been a, a busy week with work and um, other things. So, um, and two night, you know, two or three nights of rest. I didn't watch Impact. I mean, I don't, I don't know what they, if they're expecting anyone to watch that show yesterday. But um, yeah, a lot to talk about in wrestling, a lot going on. Yeah, and uh, they actually had an uptick apparently in ratings. So uh, they didn't tell anybody they were moving to Thursday unless you were on Twitter, but apparently it gets more people watch. But maybe we'll talk about that as time goes along. But uh, Jay, we finally reached it. We'll talk about uh, NXT and how good, you know, Walter or uh, if, if you're from, you know, overseas, Walter with an exclamation point, I don't know, uh, versus Ciampa was and, you know, the ladder match and everything else. But most average viewers tune in to uh, see WrestleMania, and that's usually their wrestling for the year for the average fan. It's on Peacock now. It's going to be the big experiment to see uh, how many people will be annoyed, the fact that they can't rewind, or if they're going to fix this by by Saturday. Well, you can on Apple on Apple products. Oh, you can? Okay. Yes. That's a good first step on uh, yeah. fixing uh, the and They product. said it'll be re- that, that'll be ready, but the other stuff, they, they don't know about you know any other products. And before we get too far into this, just want to let everybody know, you know, they can always check us out on Twitter and Instagram at WorkshootPod. And uh, me and Jason are always uh, updating. Uh, Jay does a little bit more when it comes to the live tweeting. I do a little bit more during the week of just, you know, random thoughts of things I see on there. But, you know, feel free to uh, join us and continue in the conversation. Also on the Facebook uh, life, life group where we are trying to be as active and growing that community, you know, every day. But uh, Jay, starting off, we start tonight with SmackDown. Do you think by adding the Andre uh, Battle Royal and this four-way for uh, the SmackDown titles, does this make you any more interested in seeing SmackDown? Or is it just another show and uh, if I'm home, I'll watch it for the average person or even yourself? I think it's a fine gimmick, you know. doesn't make me any more interested uh, I think the SmackDown titles thing is interesting. I think they've actually they've actually done a nice job, really, with Chad Gable and Otis, you know, the Alpha Academy being heels. Um, I think they've actually done a pretty nice job with the tag team division on SmackDown, obviously, uh, honestly, because some of their tag teams are pretty makeshift tag teams. Um, so I, I think they've actually done a nice job. So I think that is kind of a hook for the show. The uh, Battle Royale, I could literally care less about. Um, can we make it for a title shot or, or something? It's like, oh, you just get a big trophy in the end and no one even cares about. So you, um, you may get pushed occasionally, you know. No, I mean, Cesaro won it and he ain't going to put, I mean, these guys, so whatever, right? It's not a big deal. But so I think the tag titles, yeah, I think it's, I think that could be a good, pretty good hook for the show. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it'll be see if Shinsuke actually does something. Does Ali finally get a push, you know? I mean, there's a couple of, you know, decent-sized names in it. But Ali, I, got a, Ali got a push. I mean, he's not even, you know, 
again, he's not on the main card. I mean, I'm not worried about the the battle royal means nothing. No one gets a push in the battle royal. That I mean that's that just doesn't happen. So the tag titles, let's see. The battle royal will be fun, and you know it'll be fun. And I think it's like a nice little tease to help you know figure out maybe last minute possible buys for if you're watching on a Friday night and you're like, huh, WrestleMania is Saturday. This is the final push. You know, get people maybe to go to Peacock and let them know for the 400th time it's your last chance for you know four months for uh, for 9.99, which I think it's a, it's a good gimmick to get people to to show up, even though yeah. you know. Just like the every year, you can sign up for I guess a seven day free trial and get you know get the show for free. But you know, and they're doing what they're doing. And I guess before we get into WrestleMania, and you've had Peacock longer than me, have you seen any major problems in the first two days, or did you have a smooth uh, smooth sailing watching the two shows? No, Peacock sucks. I can't stand it. It's I've I, now I've watched it for I've had it forever because of I'm a big soccer fan. Mm-hmm. It slows down. They give you the circle of death. You got to restart. You got to come back in. People were complaining about it on Twitter last night at work. Shoot pod. I was, I was trying to live tweet pretty actively last night because normally I don't ever watch these shows live. You know, you usually like watching some NXT, some now it'll actually be fun because you can watch each show live on its own and nothing's going to get Corey likes to ruin shows for me sometimes. Now I don't have that. I don't, I don't have that, that which will be good. But yeah, people were complaining about Peacock. It was the slowing down during the matches. Um, it would completely stop. That happened to me once or twice. Um, so the service sucks. They they need to like they need to improve it. I, I also don't like how the Peacocks like how how they do it. Like it's hard to figure out like where to find stuff. I don't think they do a really good job of like how to find stuff. And this is someone who's had Peacock and used it pretty much every week for like the last. Uh, let's see. When did the season start? In August, soccer started. So I've been used. I've been on Peacock since August, like very regularly, and it just is not. It's not great. Um, so, you know, whatever. But uh, it's it's free for me, so I guess I, I can't complain. But yeah, I think I think there's a good chance, Corey, that people are gonna. There's gonna be some big complaints at WrestleMania. I mean, they you know they get they WWE has their whatever five billion dollars, so I, I don't think it'll matter much. But I do think. They've never, they're never going to have had this many people streaming an event at one time. They already have issues with being slow. I got to give an example, ESPN. I mean, I rarely have problems with ESPN plus um, or Paramount plus as a service. So like, I don't know. We'll see. I I think there's a chance though. There's going to be some issues with Peacock uh, at WrestleMania for sure. I don't, I don't think they're prepared for the bandwidth that they're going to get, but you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, so before we get into the show itself, this will be the second straight year that they're going to be doing two nights. Both both have been because of the pandemic. This will be the first time there'll be live crowds. We'll see how that goes. We'll talk about that in a few moments. But Wrestle Kingdom has done its relatively successful for two straight years. We'll see what New Japan does as time goes along, if this is the new, the new plan as well, or if once hopefully the world gets more back to normal, they'll go back to one night as well. But What's your feeling in regards to do you want WrestleMania or big events to stay two nights or is it too too early to tell? I mean, how's your feeling in regards to the big shows being two nights? I mean, me personally, I kind of like the idea of having, you know, make well, one, making it a whole weekend and two, the idea of having two, three and a half hour shows, not one eight hour marathon show. 
Yeah, I agree. I like I like splitting it up. Um, and I would like for them to do a little bit like what uh, New Japan did, where one night kind of built on the other night. I think that would be fun. Um, so, yeah. Um, and, you know, they could sell more tickets that way, too. Right. Do packages to buy both or whatever. So, yeah, no, I, I would be. I, and then you could have, you know, two main events, two WrestleMania moments, um, you know. So, no, I, I, I don't see I don't really see any downside to it, to be honest with you. Um, the only thing I think that would suck is, you know, assuming things get back to quote unquote normal, um, you know, these independent shows oftentimes have big shows on that Saturday before WrestleMania, uh, you know, NXT would always have their big show. I, I don't think they're going to be doing that for, for the future, but, um, you know, so I think that would maybe hurt like these kind of smaller independent companies. And, you know, you know me, I'm all about like, you know, not having a monopoly uh, in this country. So, you know, it kind of would be a bummer to see those independent companies, but maybe they could just do shows on Friday. I mean, I would say most people, if they're going to do a WrestleMania weekend, would maybe take Friday off and get in on Friday and you can go to some independent shows Friday night, you know, and then, you know, if you do shows during the day, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly how they would figure it out. But so other than hurting independent companies, which I think it, it probably would, I think it'd be a good idea for the WWE to do. And, 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 it, and it helps the local community in regards to having it's a whole week thing. And mm-hmm. I mean, GCW did the collective this year where they just had the big thing last night with Josh Barnett versus uh, John Moxley. They had their big match, which I think did pretty well for fan wise. I mean, GCW has you know, I, I, well, I, I don't know about it helping the community. Well, it brings. I don't info, know. Uh, I don't know if I agree with. I don't know if I agree with that. With but it already, but it already kind of is. Like there's a Hall of Fame, but That's people true. show. But people will show up when people show up. They're not coming on Sunday. They'll usually come on Saturday and they'll go watch independent shows. Ah, so I don't know if I agree that it's helping the local community at all. Um, I mean, having it be an extra night. Um, I don't know that it, that helps. I think people would come in on Saturday and maybe watch independent wrestling. So I, I don't know if I agree with that, but I do. I mean, I get what you're saying. I just, I just don't think that it necessarily does, but you know, that arguing that point's not important. Um, I, I just, I do think it would hurt, hurt independent wrestling for sure. But as a fan who, you know, is, I don't go to WrestleMania very often, or I, I've, I've never, never gone to Russ. I've never gone to WrestleMania. Um, I have part, partaken in like wrestlemania weekend like we did a couple years ago which was fun so like i don't know i i don't i don't it it is what it is i think for the show and to get more guys in the show i think it'd be helpful for the wrestlers i think it'd be helpful to get more wrestlers on the show it could help with storyline wise it didn't this year for sure so i don't know i i don't think there's many disadvantages from the wwe's end to do it i guess neil and last thing on this before we move on i guess is though, you know, if WrestleMania was one night again, I understand that we're not going to, it would mostly be an eight hour show. And we'll get into this, you know, more in a few minutes. But if you got like the best seven matches, if this show was seven matches over, instead of 14 matches over two nights, I think we would most likely think this would be a much better WrestleMania. If you just took the seven best matches and you didn't have spreading this out over two days of 14 matches, you know? So, I mean, I know that's not an option. Yeah, but what, but I think the question though is, uh, yeah, what are the best matches? You know, would Braun and Shane be on this? Maybe. I well, mean, I don't. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. You know, we don't. You 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 say like they they know what they're doing. Uh-huh. I don't know that they. I don't know if they know what the seven best matches on the show are. So, 
Um, I think they know that the two headliners and, you know, the women's match and, and, and uh, Rhea and Oscar, but beyond that, who the hell knows what could, what could be on this show. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree, but I don't, I, I mean, if you're saying like, you know, you're, you wouldn't be, you're not as pumped up for one night or the other, or like, I kind of get that. Like one night might have Ron and Shane and I won't care about that. So it could be, a, there could be a little bit of that element to it for sure. So and I guess it gets right into our next subject. I know that these cards are bloated two nights. There's, I believe there's, like I said, 14 matches. They may add something else in the second night. As from current reports, there will be no pre-show match, at least on night one. Of these, you know, 14 matches, are there any of these matches that you're truly looking forward to? I know that over the last couple of weeks, you know, hype for this show, it feels like, you know, maybe a one or two match, you know, event. And, you know, most WrestleManias are, you know, four or five really great matches and everything else is kind of fairly getting people on the card. But is there more than just, you know, the triple threat match on night two that you're really looking forward to? Maybe that's kind of showing my hand a little bit here, but. Yeah, no. So I'm, I'm looking over the uh, card here on uh, good old Wikipedia. I, I would say the Sasha match. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing that because, you know, Bianca has had some decent matches. She's never had a great match in my opinion. And um. Uh, you know, I think she had a, a, a good match or two with, was it Asuka or was it Shayna? Yeah, she's had a good, she's had, one of her best matches was one of those NXT title matches with Shayna. But she's never had a great match. So I, I want to see, she's obviously capable of it, I think, in the ring and, and all that stuff. So I want to see if we get that from her, if they're able to tell that story. Obviously, Lashley and McIntyre, I think they had a really good match at the whatever Extreme Rules. I don't know, one of those. Uh, pay-per-views earlier uh, last year. So I think that would be a fun match. Um, uh, you know, and then, it, it, you know, it's uh, kind of a struggle here. So Shizaro, and, I, Sh- and Shane. Uh, uh, or Seth, sorry. Oh, Shane. Oh, no, please don't. So are you Shizar- interested in that? Sorry to interrupt you, but are you interested in that match because it's two great performers or are you interested in that match because of the story they told? Because, I mean, I think that could be, that'll be a great Yeah, match. the story, the story, oh, I think, I th- you know, sometimes... Again, I, I can't always rip WrestleMania booking storyline wise because sometimes they're like, oh, shit, we got to come up with a story. And I felt like that was we want to push Cesaro, but we're not sure why. We're not sure how. I think the issue is more Seth Rollins character. I think he should have come back something with something with a different kind of character. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know that the, it's the story is to blame rather than although Rollins suits are ridiculous, but. I, I think more so than, you know, Rollins' character should have been different. He needs to evolve his character or be someone different. So that would be that would be my only thing. But, yeah, I mean, it should be a good match. Um, so two matches on night one and a match that should be a really good technical match. Had some feeling built great. Okay. So on, yeah. and on, on night two, you've got the world. T- the- I mean, but how many of these matches do you get excited about? I mean, uh, yeah. So, okay, let's see. Um, and of course, I'm reading this thing on um, uh, Brian Alvarez uh, saying that, um, and, and Meltzer saying that O'Reilly and Cole underdelivered Shockley. They're saying something negative about NXT. Wait, wait uh, you want to get to that now, or do you want to wait? Uh, no, 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 we we can do that. We can do that later. Forty minutes. Uh, of, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll get to that later. I'm just saying everything <laughs> negative is uh, NXT. All right, so we've got uh, Reigns, Reigns, you know the, the um, you know the world right. title match, triple threat match. Obviously, that's the match that. Um, you know, I'm most looking forward to 
Uh, Oscar and Rhea Ripley, if they give that time, that could be, I mean, the build's been whatever. They really rushed it. I, you know, that match could be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Big E and Apollo Crews, that is an underratedly underrated match that I'm really looking forward to. Are you, well, are you looking forward to that because you like both guys or the fact that? I think they've done a, I've done a, I think they've done, I mean, if we go, if you want to go to what have been the best built stories slash matches, it's the triple threat match. Okay. I guess if you want to go to Lashley, I think the build has been pretty, what pretty meh. Um, I mean the Biggie Apollo, they've had a few for like four months. And they've evolved. They've evolved the character. I mean, I, we talk about story, we talk. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We talk about long term stories, and we complain about that all the time. And NXT, I think, does a a really good job with that. I think AEW even does a, a really good job with that for the most part, right? WWE does mostly a horrendous job with it. In terms of long-term stories, the best two stories they've told have been the triple threat story, which I think has been a WrestleMania-esque type of build, and then the Biggie Apollo Cruz match. Those have been the two best-built matches and I don't even think I don't even think it's close. Right. I don't even think it's close. So I kind of feel that's lost a little steam to the fact that he's lost six straight title matches. You know. Yeah, I I, I agree, I and I, I think they were like trying to figure out how to get it there. So I I agree with you, but it's still at least been a long term story, and I think he's going to win at WrestleMania. I think you might. Um, that. and I think that's why they were holding off. So I, I'm okay with that. Um. And then Riddle and Sheamus, I think, is going to be a hell of a match because those guys have really good chemistry in the ring. So, yeah, there's some matches I'm looking forward to. Owens and Sami Zayn, I could care less about, which is kind of sad, I guess, in a way. But So, I don't know. Some of these matches, I I think both shows are going to be fun. And the one good thing about both shows is it's seven matches. If there's no opening match, we know the shows are three and a half hours long. So, they should give these... They should give these matches some time. So yeah, I, I think both shows should be oh, should be solid. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't disagree with you. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm looking forward to me. I think most of the same matches you are. I mean, I'm kind of interested in maybe the freak show aspect to see how good or bad Almas is. You know, it's always interesting when a guy's first match, uh, televised match, is uh, at WrestleMania. I mean, you had a couple of years ago with Fandango's first televised match was against Chris Jericho, but he actually still did something within NXT. You know, so you saw a little bit, something here in this, you knew kind of who he was, but Amos is kind of an enigma and it'll be, from everything you read, he's picked up very fast, but it's gonna be interesting to see how much he's gonna be protected. Is AJ gonna be in that match the whole entire time or are they gonna let this guy just run through? I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see how they build this guy who for the last couple of months, he's basically been the silent guy. And then the last like, we could saw on TV, you've seen a little bit of his personality come out. We're going to see if he could actually deliver in the ring. So I think that could be kind of interesting as well. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, yeah, I, I think that'll be, you know, because you know they're going to protect him. They're going to make him look good in spots. Um, so he's he's working with, obviously, very talented wrestlers. So, yeah, uh, that, that'll be interesting as well. Now, we've spoken about for quite a long time, and it's been a subject of multiple podcasts of, of all different levels. Night one, you've got two major, two major uh, matches. Most years, you know, it would be the men would, would end the show, you know, with WWE Championship match, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley, 
forgetting about destroying the Hurt, Hurt Business a week before the show. And then you also have the build may have started too early, so it's petered out a little bit. Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks, first time two um, African-American female uh, high-level stars facing each other. What should, in your opinion, what should close out the show? Because, I mean, those are the only two options. You are not, as we're not ending with Bad Bunny, you know, even as big of a superstar he is, musically, biggest, you know, superstar in the world, sales-wise. What do you end with? Is he the biggest superstar in the world sales-wise? Absolutely. He's, he's multi-grand. Yeah, he's the biggest biggest well, person out there, which I didn't know about, but I mean, that's been... I wouldn't I wouldn't put him as the biggest. I mean, there's Beyonce, but... Well, um, and Taylor Swift, right? I mean, I don't know. But anyway, whatever. Well, um, what do you do? Do you go with... Uh, I think you got to go with... La- I think you have to go with Lashley and McIntyre. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. I mean, it, if they went with Sasha and Bianca, I think it'd be fine. Um, and it'd be a great feel-good story. Um. But I, you know, to have that as the main event, I think it'd be a great story. Um, but I, I think one cool thing that, you know, we ripped the WWE for a lot of things, and I certainly do. Uh, but, and we've, I've talked about this in the past, but their advancement of African-American wrestlers, you know, you have Lashes, although the Hurt Business thing, <laughs> whatever, but you got Lashes as a champion. Back last week, guys, to uh, Jason. Yeah, exactly. You got, you got Lashley as a champion. You have Bianca Belair against Sasha Banks, which is going to be, if not the main event, the co-main event. Um, so, you know, they've done some tremendous things. You have, again, one of the best built matches at Big E against Apollo. And they haven't done the thing with Apollo where, like, he, it's like the stereotypical, horrible, you know, African, you know, whatever thing. I think it's actually been an interesting way. He's talking about, like, a, a, an African prince. He's talking about being a prince. Um, so I actually really like what they've done with that, although his accent is not great. Um, but so I, I give them a lot of credit for that. Anyway, I, I digress. So, um, yeah, I, I think Lashley and McIntyre is the match. I mean, it's been a biggest story on Raw. Sasha and, 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 and Bella have been a big story on SmackDown, but they haven't even been the biggest story on SmackDown. This isn't Ronda and Becky Lynch. I, I think it's got to, you know, and if it went last, I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, but I, I don't, I, I, I think it should be the co-main event. I think it should be the second match to the top. Um, I actually, I disagree with you. I would go with Bianca and Sasha as the main event. And I would go with a hot start to the show. I would go with Drew versus um, Lashley as the opener. First time people are seeing, you know, wrestling in a, live setting and over a year, you know, have a possibility of a title change and going into our last topic, at least on our right now in regards to WrestleMania, the idea of a live crowd. If you are going to, if you're afraid that you might, you know, boo or cheer, you know, Lashley or, you know, Drew McIntyre, depending because we don't know how these guys truly are being received, you know, by the fans, best way to make sure that nobody gets booed. The first thing they see is a, you know, pretty hot match for the title. And, you know, I don't think they're going to boo either one of them if that's the first thing you see. And I think, especially in my opinion, I think that Lashley's going to keep the title. I don't think you end the show with a heel on top. I mean, I know they've done that some years. Yeah, I hate I hate that ending the show. With the, oh, it's such a dumb narrative. The bad guy wins sometimes. Like, it's the, that's life. Like, look at our society and our country. The bad guy wins, like, a lot, like, all the time. But don't, um, but also, don't you want to reward your Royal Rumble winner and have her 
headline the show. She's fighting for the title. Like, yeah. this isn't like, she doesn't have, I mean, right? Like, she doesn't have to be, she's, she's going to be in the co-main event. She's going to be the second match from the top. Like, that's a big deal. So, I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying, no? And again, I, I would be fine either way. I really would be. It would it would not matter to me either way. I'd say the only issue that uh, thing that I would struggle with is the idea that Bianca hasn't wrestled a great match yet, and the idea that there'd be a lot of pressure, and not that she couldn't handle the pressure or whatever, but it would be a long night for people. Even though it's you know not seven hours, it's still three and a half hours. And you got to have a real kick-ass match to end that show. Um, you know, remember years ago with that Reigns-Undertaker match that was so horrible. Um, it was like people were tired and then they had to watch this shitty match. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're going to, you know, so I, I, I think that would be my only apprehension is that Bianca hasn't had that great match. So, of course, she's capable, but I think that's kind of a lot of pressure to put on her being in the main event. But, you know, who knows? All right. Uh I can see your point there. I guess last thing on WrestleMania, at least on my end. And if you have well, we got to do predictions. We got to predict who's going to win these matches. Oh, you actually care? All right. Yeah, uh, we, yeah we absolutely have to do predictions. What are you, nuts? All right, fine. We'll do, we'll do a couple of these matches. But all right, before we get to predictions, very quickly, and this has been a big subject on people, because like I said, people have not seen live wrestling, and we have no idea besides our own opinion on what's over and not. Do you? How do you think the crowd is going to react to a lot of the things that have gone over the past year? Are fans going to go and cheer the this Randy Orton fiend thing? Are, are fans going to go and, you know, cheer how, you know, Braun Strowman has been portrayed as, as a moron? I mean, how do you think the fans are going to go and perceive Bobby Lash and other people? Yeah. So a couple of things. One, it's, what, 25,000 people in um, the the stadium there, Tampa Stadium, Raymond yeah, James. Yeah, basically what you had for the Super so, so a couple of things. One you may not hear the fans that much, right? These okay. open air arenas um, that they've done these WrestleManias, that, like you barely hear the fans. So, Did you feel you, you heard the fans at the Super Bowl? Same venue? Uh, a little, yeah, a little bit. But it, well, yeah, I mean, I didn't hear the fans like that. And the Super Bowl is different because it's like, yeah, I didn't hear the fans that that much, a little bit. Um, so, you know, I... One, I don't know that you'll hear the fans much. I know Corey Graves kind of said something about um, uh, he thinks the next megastar is going to be made out of out of this because there's fans there now. Uh, so someone's going to be made a star. I mean, I guess. Um, I don't know how the fans, I think it's, Corey, I think it's a great, I think it depends. If it's fans who are going there who are just happy to be watching wrestling live and don't give a shit, I think there's a chance that it'll be mostly just like positive. People will just be excited. I think if it's the marks who are going because they want to see, let's say they want to see Lashley or Drew or Sasha or Bianca, and then they hate the rest of what's going on, then it could be interesting. So I, I don't know. I, I really don't. I really don't know. I think it could go either way with all of these, but. Um, I don't, the one thing I do think is that the impact of the fans being there, I, I don't think it'll be felt that much. I really don't. I don't think you're going to hear them as much as a crowd. And then the other thing is like, okay, it's one night and then they're going to be in the Thunderdome for like the next two months. So it's like, if it's only one night, like kind of like who cares? Um, so 
All right. Uh, so let's do this quickly. And you, you tell me where we agree or disagree. Uh, sure. I think Bobby Lashley uh, keeps the title over Drew McIntyre. I think Bobby Lashley has kind of gone to his, his stride. And I know Drew, they, I know everyone, most pundits think that Drew deserves the moment he didn't get last year and he carried the company for a good portion of it. But I think Bobby Lashley is hot right now. And I understand that they, and I think most people would agree they made a mistake on a whim that, you know, Vince woke up one morning and said, her locker shouldn't be a thing anymore. But I think Bobby Lashley should keep the title, and I hope he does. I agree. Uh, women's, um, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree 100%. A women's uh, ch- championship for SmackDown. I think we crown Bianca Belair. I think it's, even though this is not gone as smoothly, because I think they've had too long to build this, even though I like long builds for this one, I think they, they spike too early. I think Bianca gets the title. And like I said, I think it ends the show with a happy ending. I agree. I think Bianca wins as well. Now, the only thing I'm going to ask on this, do you think we, I hope they don't do anything crazy because like you don't want to ruin the moment of, you know, two African-American great females in there sticking in, you know, someone like uh, Becky Lynch or a Charlotte or, and I'm one of these say for sure, Bailey, who doesn't have a match and Bailey feuded with both these women heavily for the whole entire year. You, Bailey doesn't have a match. We don't know what she's doing on the show. Could you see herself, her getting involved somehow in this uh, in this match in some way? I don't think so. I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they'll go the, I think it'll be a clean win for Bianca. Maybe at the end of it, you know, you could see that on SmackDown, like Bianca comes out with the title and then the first thing is Becky or Ronda come out. And we can, we'll talk about that later, but I, I could see that happening, but I don't, I don't think they'll do that at WrestleMania, no. Okay. They haven't. They haven't traditionally. So, all right. So we've got uh, Royal Cage Team Title match, New Day versus AJ and Almas. I I think the time of New Day is is done for at least for this reign. I don't think you do this whole title. They just won the titles like three weeks ago. Well, I don't think you do AJ versus Almas, and you do the title change if you could have heel versus heel with you know the Hurt Locker, the Hurt, Hurt Locker. Business, Hurt Business. It's a movie. Um. I think I think AJ and Amis win unless uh, you're setting up uh, AJ to put over Amis in a feud right afterwards, which that's a big big ask uh, for Amis to be in a singles match with AJ right afterwards. So I think they I think they win the titles. All right, I'll go with you there. I don't really care either way. I think um, again going back to the hurt business, why not keep them in, make it a triple threat match? Doesn't make any sense to me. New Day did not need to win the tag titles again. Um, so yeah, let's go with AJ and Amis. We're, we're on the same page here. I, I'm mostly agreeing with you. Uh, a match that I think the average fan might care about because of who he is. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison. Uh, this is not my line. This is actually someone else said this. Bad Bunny didn't even get pinned for the hard, for the uh, 24-7 title. I don't see him, you know, taking a pin at WrestleMania. I'm just hoping that this is a showcase for Damian Priest. I think Bad Bunny, Damian Priest win the match. I think Damian Priest gets to do something pretty spectacular, maybe a big dive to put him on the map. And maybe he, he's not going to get put on the map. He's not going to put on the map in a, in a, in a basically a mixed tag match, but um, I'm just saying he can I, showcase himself. Some, you know, yeah. I mean, he's on raw every week. I mean, I don't know, but um, I think it'll be fine. I think bad bunny and Damian priest absolutely win the match. Um, no doubt about it. So, um, and the match will be just fine. I mean, apparently Bad Bunny is, you know, working every day at the Performance Center. But No, God bless him. I mean, but, it, you know, pro wrestling is not easy. So, but I'm sure they'll put him 
if they've been working on spots and stuff like that, I'm sure it'll be a well laid out match. So yeah, I, I think it'll be fine, but I, there's no way, there's no way bad bunny and Damian priest lose this match. Yeah. I don't disagree. Uh, now the match that could steal, steal the first night, but has been d- built very badly. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, two of your workhorses in the company. I could see this one going either way, but I think long-term Seth Rollins will be there to be, you know, maybe you're a SummerSlam opponent for whoever wins uh, night two's main event. So I think the push for Seth Rollins being a main event player again starts starts on Saturday. So I'm going with Seth Rollins. Yeah, I think Cesaro wins. I think Seth oh, really? Rollins could lose. Seth Rollins could lose the next eight WrestleManias. Um, you know, he was talking, and he's been talking a lot about his accolades. He, of course, forgets to mention last year. Um, and they really haven't mentioned last year, which I think is interesting too. So, um, no, I think Seth Rollins can, uh, I think Shazara wins. Um, I think Seth Rollins doesn't need to win these matches anymore. Oh, no, and, it, and it's so interesting. Like he's still really young. Like you, I don't think people realize like he's only in his, I think his early thirties. Like he's, it's incredible. The run that he's had him and him and Reigns and, and Moxley have had, cause they're still pretty young guys. Um, yeah, I think Cesaro, because if I, I think Cesaro wins this, I think Reigns retains the title. And I think you have maybe a Cesaro Reigns feud at some point. One of those feuds where you know Cesaro's not gonna win, but it's a way to put him over. Um, yeah, I think the Reigns, the the Rollins feud has been a little like underwhelming. I don't think it's been bad though. I think it's been underwhelming. Um, bad is what we've seen from Shane and, and, and Braun. So I wouldn't say bad. I would say underwhelming, which I think are two distinctly different things. Yeah, I, I, um, I literally just went over the Braun Shane match. And didn't even say it. I totally, just my eyes went right past it. Yeah. Yeah. But, so uh, I guess, uh, Braun Shane. Yeah. I mean, Braun's going to, yeah, Braun's going to win. I mean, I can see, you know, and I think you talk about the start of a push. That's probably what we're doing here. Probably the start of a Braun, Braun Lashley Braun Lashley feud um, for the next few, you know, next few months. Oh God, please no. Um, all right. Listen, t- tune in to Raw every week. Uh, well, we, we may have to talk about that later on the show on what that might be after WrestleMania, but that's, that, that's what we call a tease. Uh, tag team turmoil, riot squad, Lana, uh, Naomi, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, Natalia, Tamina. And I believe that um, another tag team has been added to this. Carmella and um, Bailey. No, oh God, I wish Bailey was on the show, but we, she's still not. But uh, the one who's handing out resumes every week. Oh, um, it's, oh my God, Billy Kay. Yeah, Billy Kay. Honestly, I don't care who wins this. I mean, you you would think it's Lana versus Naomi with a never-ending. Story. I think Natalia. I think. Well, I guess you have two. You would have to have a baby face, right? So, and they've been building Lana and Naomi the whole time, so. I, I mean, guess you would say them, but, yeah. but they've really been putting over Natalia and Tamina a lot on, on SmackDown. They've been putting them over hard. Yeah. I think they should be the ones to go, but. I, well, I personally, I would go with the Riot Squad because I think they put on the best match with. Uh, yeah, but they haven't match. done it. They haven't done anything with it. They haven't done a lot with them. True. I think we've spent way too much time on this match. But that's just me. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Hey, you know, it is what it is. So night two, like I said, night one, I think is a good show. Not a great, not a great neither show. One, yeah, neither one of these shows are great, but night two, I think is better. Yes. All right. Way so better. night Way two on, on Sunday, once again, starting at eight o'clock Eastern, seven o'clock Central, which is an interesting thing where most WWE pay-per-views this year, or since the pandemic era, have been at seven o'clock, but the show 
is at eight, which I think is kind of an interesting uh, thing. Um, so the main event without question, I don't think we have to go and say, where do we think, uh, what do you think will be main eventing? Triple threat, triple threat match for the universal title, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan and Edge. This, this has been going up and down for a while now. First, it was a one-on-one match. Then they decided to put Daniel Bryan in. Some people have said Daniel Bryan's in this match just so, you know, Roman Reigns or Edge doesn't have to be pinned to keep their heat. Some people think, you know, they go all the way with Daniel Bryan here. I think any of the three can win. I don't think it's a bad idea. Only problem I have with this, I don't think it's time to take the title off of Roman Reigns. I still think there's, there's heat there. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. I think he's going to keep the title, but I would not be shocked. They go either of the two other ways. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, I guess all the stuff we've been hearing about how long they want to have Reigns keep the title for, um, I, you know, I can't, I mean, I can definitely see him losing, but I don't think he will. Um, you know, you still have Edge, who's kind of a part-timer. You have Brian, who's been more full-time lately. Um, but he, I don't think he's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be out here wrestling every week. So um, I think Reigns will win. Um, and it's a good way, you know, if you have Cesaro at some point, maybe have Rollins turn babyface and go against Reigns. So, yeah, and Reigns is the main, he's the main event. So um, a well-built feud. I think it'll be a good match, and I expect Reigns to win. Uh, and I think that should be, you know, like I said, I think that will be the high point, and that will be super interesting to see. Like you said, you never know what the uh, what you'll be able to hear or not hear when it comes to the audience, but it'll be really interesting to see Reigns now being the badass heel and the first time the fans actually have a chance to go and really give him a reaction. And then Edge, who was supposed to come back as the conquering hero, they turned heel, how the fans, you know, really react to these guys. Um, we got Asuka versus Rhea Ripley for the uh, Royal Women's title. We all know that if it wasn't for the false pregnancy uh, test and also the COVID, this was going to be Asuka versus Charlotte again for the 400th time. I think Rhea Ripley wins because Asuka has been built so poorly since she's won the title. Jay, if you disagree, I mean, I think it should be a really good match on paper. But, you know, if it wasn't these two women's by name value, I really wouldn't care about this match, unfortunately. Yeah, they've done a, a, a pretty um, piss-poor job. And Rhea's um, a heel now, Carol. Rhea's a heel? I, I mean, she beat, you know, she basically beat the hell out of Asuka, you know, every chance that she had in that tag team. Yeah, but Asuka's been kind of being, again, just, uh, just <laughs> Raw just doesn't make any sense. Oh, they, no, no. they, they just don't make any sense. Um, I think, I agree with you. I think Rhea Ripley wins the match. Um, I think it should be a good match. It should be fun. Um, but to, to give... You know, Ripley lost last year at WrestleMania in a very well-built match. Yeah. And so I think, you know, now is kind of her time. And, um, you know, so, you know, they've done bad enough with NXT people. So let, let's give her a shot here. All right. And a match that I could not care less about. Hopefully it's it's quick. It won't be. Randy Orton versus The Fiend. I don't care. I'm going to go with The Fiend, I guess. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, I don't. I don't care. Um he got burned alive, so let's go Fiend. Next match. Nigerian drum fight, which I'm guessing is a street fight with uh, drum music, I guess. I don't know. I see title match, and that was not – and I wasn't trying to be, you know, anything bad there, but I just have no idea what this really match is. No, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what it is. It sounds like a street fight. Yeah. Big, Big E versus Apollo Crews. Big E has won all six title defenses so far. <clears throat> At some point, you would think Apollo's got to win if you're going to do something with them, so – I'm going to go with Apollo, but if he doesn't win, I, I don't know. I think Apollo, yeah, I think Apollo, I think Apollo absolutely wins. I think that's why they've had Big E win all this time. 
I think they would have wanted to pull the trigger and have Apollo win at Fastlane, but that wouldn't have made sense for WrestleMania. So um, I think Apollo Crews absolutely wins the match. I'd say, uh, I'd say I'm most confident about Lashley, Apollo Crews. Lashley and Apollo Crews are probably the two wrestlers I'm most confident about winning their, I guess, Strowman too, winning their matches. I think Apollo Crews definitely wins. But again, I could be wrong. Who knows? All right. So uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn in a match that if you told me this match, you know, most years I'd be like, oh my God, this should steal the show. But I'm just like, you know, it feels it was awfully rushed. And uh, I think most people think that Kevin Owens wins because, you know, whichever YouTube uh, brother of the Logan Logan Paul or the other one, you know, turns on Sammy and hits him and that's how the match ends. Unless you differ and we can move on to the next match. Uh, let's move on to that. I, I, I think it'll be fine. I just, I guess, I guess the thing is like, I don't think the result will matter for either one of these guys. Like it's not good. You know, Owens, um, Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn wasn't there last year, right? That's what he left before. Um, yeah, he left before and then Owens won his big match against Rollins. So, I mean, did maybe he, have Daniel Bryan last year at, uh, at Mania. He did. And then he left. Yeah. He left right after that. Um, yeah, he, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he won the title and then he left. So they both had big matches at WrestleMania last year. They both had big wins. Doesn't really matter which guy wins. So we'll just go Sami Zayn. There you go. All right. Uh, universe, a uh, universe, United States Championship match. Matt Riddle, who uh, great wrestler, but muffle character versus Sheamus, who's done actually, I think, the best work of his career with uh, since he left SmackDown. I think. Leave, you know, leaving Jeff, the Jeff Hardy feud behind. I think he's been really good in ring. I think it's too soon to take a title off of Riddle, but Sheamus has been doing such good work. And the fact that they basically took away the main event of WrestleMania, which I think a lot of people thought that was the direction they were going before Lashley, like they decided to heat up Lashley. I think Sheamus wins the title. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Riddle keeps the title. I think it's a little bit too soon to get, get the title off of him. So we're going with Riddle. All right. I, like I said, I could honestly see you being right on that one. In the last match, which I honestly couldn't care about, Nia Jax and Shayna versus the winner of night one turmoil match. My hope is the fact that, so, I didn't say this earlier, but somehow you have a mystery tag team of uh, Charlotte and Bailey for some reason decide to team together and they win it and then they beat the living hell out of these two morons. And uh, <laughs> Well, Shayna's, well Shayna's, Shayna's great. Oh no, I love Shayna, but N- Nia Jax is just yeah, I mean, I mean, I hope Nia Jax gets released. So, I mean, I, I mean, that's that's what I'm hoping for. But no, um, on a, on a serious note, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I'm gonna say whoever wins a tag team turmoil match wins, really? because they've been kind of hinting at Nia and Shayna not getting along and stuff like that. So, I I think maybe they lose the match and then you have a Shayna Nia actual feud with Reginald as a special guest referee or whatever at some point so and that sounds so exciting yeah keep that on raw please so i don't <laughs> have to watch very closely um so so that is our wrestlemania preview i think like i said on paper it seems like an average show if it was one night of like the seven best matches i think we'd be a little bit more excited because there are a couple of matches on here that do seem very good on paper and there's others that just feel like filler but uh Jay, I always say this on a scale of one to 10, 
How interested are you as an overall two-night event for WrestleMania this year? Um, a four or a five. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to say, yeah, about there. I'm going to say a five. Um, Jay, I guess last thing, do you see any big surprise returns or do you see, I mean, there's been on Twitter, I know EO has said that, you know, her dream was to face, you know, Bailey at WrestleMania because she didn't have a match. Do we see like, a, I'm, we'll talk about later on call-ups, but do you see, do you see Bailey actually wind up having a match? Do we have a ding-dong segment? I mean, what do you think, uh, do we see any surprises? Uh, I know they've been, you know, they've been hinting at some surprise at some point. Becky Lynch, um, maybe Ronda. Yeah, so I, I think we might get a surprise. I think we'll, we'll get one or maybe a surprise each night. Um, yeah, I think we'll get a we'll get we'll get a surprise each night. Might not be a, a someone wrestling, uh, but it might be like an appearance. Like, oh my gosh, this person's gonna be gonna be coming back at some point. Yeah, so I think we get a surprise each night. And uh, lastly, just let everybody know, after night one of the show, I will be joining. Uh, Christopher Morin's podcast, Morin's Law, directly after the show, uh, to do a live uh, take on it with Christopher Morin. And you can check out for his information in the description of the show. Every week we uh, give you his, his info, so you can check me out, giving a live uh, take on the show, post-show with him on the uh, Morin Law's podcast, where you can check, you know, everywhere you listen to podcasts. But uh, Jay, our favorite thing of the week, is now moving to Tuesdays, which we discussed last week. But uh, NXT Takeover had. Well, your favorite show is AEW, so my favorite show is NXT. But anyway, go ahead. Well, favorite night of the week. Well, now, now there'll be two favorite nights of the week: Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, but NXT stand and deliver. I could say definitely night one, definitely delivered. Night two, I think the opening match uh, delivered. Not sure about the rest of uh, the rest of it. Oh, I think it was a good show. What are we talking? What, what are we? What are we talking about here? Now, he, here's the problem with with these takeovers is night one was we're, really. We're, hey, well, hold on, hold on. Here's the problem with these takeovers. We're comparing them to like all the other takeovers. Sure. If we're comparing this to like Revolution, I mean, come on. But we're comparing this to other takeovers, so sometimes they're you know. The, these NXTs their own worst enemy in a way. Mm-hmm. I thought Takeover was a good show. I thought both nights were a good show. I thought Night One was definitely way better than Night Two. Um, but I thought Night I thought I, I thought both nights were were good. I didn't think oh my gosh this wasn't a good show. You know this wasn't a good show. What are we talking about here? But um, yeah, the ladder match was probably the standout match for me. Um, probably say, I, a lot of people on Twitter, Corey. Actually, really love the carrying cross match. Uh, oh, I, 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 I did not get that feeling from it uh, personally. Uh, you know, for me, and that's fine. But I'm also, you know, I'm I'm not a big fan of his anyway. So I'm a, maybe a little biased that I, on Twitter, I, I did note that at work shoot pod. I'm like, can he just go to the main roster so we can be done with this already? Uh, we know that's what this what we're doing here. But um, yeah, so I thought I thought both shows were good. I didn't think, oh my gosh, what are you talking about? Like I said, I thought night one was one of the better show. Well, I think it's most likely top to bottom was most likely the best show of the year so far. I think night two was good. I don't think night, yeah. night two didn't blow me away. I mean, night one, I thought, you know, Dunn and Kushida was, was excellent. I thought the gauntlet match was, you know, wasn't great, but I thought it was, it was I thought it was, I thought it was a fun, entertaining match. I mean, and we talked about 
you know, you've talked forever about Swerve and not getting his, not getting a push. And I mean, he oh, was in that match though. He was in that match the whole time. I think, I think he's going to, he's going to gain something coming out of that for sure. I really, so, hope, I really hope you're right on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he looked great in it. So I, yeah, I, I thought that match was good too. I thought, I thought, again, I thought every match, um, every match was good. On night one, yeah. I mean, uh, I thought Walter versus Ciampa was was excellent. I mean, yes. it is funny. I mean, I don't know if you watched uh, night one on Peacock, but I thought the maybe the best sequence in that match was actually during the uh, commercial break. The people on the yeah, US see, my Peacock Peacock was messing up, so I actually went to USA. So I, oh, you did? So, so I, so I, I, you know, again, I was watching it, you know, in the in commercial break. So oh yeah, um, they they had this one sequence where uh, Chomp is trying to go and take Walter off his feet. And he's just going back and forth on the ropes and trying to hit him with all these bit, with these clotheslines. And you just slow, it's a whole tight sequence of trying to get the giant off his feet. And he just keeps on rocking him over and he finally gets him off. But that whole tight sequence is during the commercial break and you're sitting going, yeah. there's this great sequence and finally getting, and then you're like, but all of a sudden once it happens, you see, and, uh, and we're back. <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. ridiculous, but it's awesome. Um, MSK, wins the uh, tag team titles on the show. I think last week uh, we both thought the Grizzly Young Veterans, at least I did. I think that's a slight mistake. I really think they should have had the Grizzly Young Veterans win because it's like, I, you know, for them, it's like, where do you go from here? But, but so, but maybe they're going back to the UK. I don't know, but um, I really feel like they should have won the titles. I think and the uh, we, we crowned Raquel Gonzalez as, the new big star of the women's division. You know, Corey, you talk about telling a story. They told the story of this unbeatable giant and Eel doing everything she can to beat her. I know you're the top dog here other than me. I want to challenge you. Then she spends the whole, you know, the, the week before trying to beat her up. She can't beat her up. Then she spends the whole match doing these crazy dives all over the freaking arena and she still can't beat her. And it put over Raquel Gonzalez as just a star. And it just told, and Eo's already established. So, I mean, she's beaten everybody. It, I mean, Cord, that's, to me, like, that's pro wrestling. That's, if you ask, hey, Jason, what did you love about pro wrestling when you were a kid? And what do you love about it now? I love stories. And I love good storytelling. And I thought, that match, that feud was just tremendous storytelling. I'm happy for Raquel Gonzalez. Good for her. Um, you know, I know there are people saying, oh, she's not great. I'm like, I, I don't know what you're watching. Um, so I, I think it'll be very interesting to see what she does as champion for sure. Um, because, you know, she's going to have to wrestle these kind of quality matches uh, all the time. You know, there's a different standard set for NXT fem women's champions. This isn't like, you know, you can have the title and have some, you know, bullshit matches. Like you gotta be good every takeover. Um, so let, let's see how she does. So like I said, we quickly went over night one, but let's get, I just wanna get some of your general thoughts on night one before we get to night two. Like I, said, I thought night one was really good. I truly enjoyed the Walter match. I enjoyed the women's title match. What were, what were your like standout moments from uh, night one? Yeah, I mean, like like I said, like we kind of you know we've kind of already went over it. Um, I, I I thought the the women's title match was great. Um, I thought Grizzled Young Veterans should have won. Um, yeah, so I mean that those are you know those are pretty much my those are pretty much my kind of my kind of deeper thoughts. 
Um, I'm trying to think of everything because I've been was saying so much stuff on Twitter. I, I'd have to think back, but yeah, no. So I, I thought it was, I thought it was a, a, a really, really good show. Um, you know, that I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, night two, I thought, like I said, I don't think it was by any stretch a bad show. And that's not what I'm trying to say here. I just think night one was such at a high level that, you know, at a hard, mm. hard bar to, uh, to meet. Santa Escobar beat Jordan Devlin to unify the titles. Thought that was the best match on the show. Um, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart defeated Candice LeRae and Andy Hartwell. I thought that was the weakest of the t- of the show of the matches of the two nights. Yeah, and I think I think the problem with that match is you compare Sashi that match with Sashi and Ember to the matches they had with Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Guy, Dakota Kai, both matches, and they were fantastic. And this match left the and you know Andy Hartwell is still. She's still developing, right? Like she's obviously got the physique and she's got, you know, she's, you know, whatever, but you know, she's still, she's still learning. She's not there yet. So um, this was kind of a basic tag match it was nothing. It was nothing crazy. So um, yeah, I thought that match was just, was, was fine. I thought the latter match was um, a lot of fun and interesting. And I'm, you know, I wasn't sure what they would do. I mean, with the fact that Escobar won, you you think that he's going to that Devlin's going to go back to the UK. I'd love for Devlin to stay there for a little bit, but you know, because um, they do have a lot of talent in NXT UK. So, um, you know, we'll see if if he does stay and challenges challenges for the title again and maybe wins it, and Escobar goes to heavyweight. I really want want Escobar to go to heavyweight. I, I think, you know, there's not enough challenges really for him to go against to make him look good. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens there in the future with Escobar. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the only thing I, and I said this in our Facebook group, I think it was a little, and I know you want to have the, the big moments, but if you're a heel bringing your kid out at the end of the, when you win the title is like a super baby face thing to do. And you kind of want to cheer a guy when he brings out his kid. It was just a little weird, but you know, small, small, right. But, um, then you had Johnny Gargano versus Bronson Reed, which I thought was a really Good match. I don't think it ever reached a level of great. I think Bronson Reed showed uh, he can be a really good medium-sized guy on the main roster, but he should stay in NXT because his size on the on NXT works. But I think he's just another bigger dude who's not big enough on the WWE main stage. I don't know if you agree with that or not. I, I, Corey, you know, at this point, I don't know who would be successful on the main roster and who doesn't. I be honest with you. We said Alyssa Black would be successful. Andrade with the manager would be successful. I don't I don't know who's going to be successful and who's not. I have absolutely no idea. We knew Drew McIntyre would be, but even he had a shitty run for a while there. I, so I, I, me predicting who's going to be successful in the main roster, I couldn't even tell you. I, don't, I certainly don't think that person would be Bronson Reed. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, but I think he's fine to stay in NXT for, for a while. Uh, Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross for the NXT uh, NXT title. I thought it was good. I don't think it, like, once again, I don't think it ever reached great. I, and this is kind of the theme I have, why I think that night two was a good show, not a great show. And I understand, Jay, you slightly disagree with me, but I think Finn Balor, and I have no problem with Finn Balor losing title because I think if, you want, if Finn Balor's staying there, you can set up the idea of the demon facing Karrion Cross. He's got to go to that next level maybe get the title back. I think Cross looked very good as like the unstoppable machine. But I think, you know, it's a little weird to have Cross and Walter 
kind of like kind of similar characters of you know just a killing machine. So it's gonna be interesting if they go that route or if they go with Balor versus Walter, something they were gonna do before, last year's WrestleMania Takeover events. I enjoyed that match quite a bit. Thoughts on? Uh, yeah, I thought Balor. it was a I thought it was a good match. Uh, Devlin Karen Cross's best match today. I mean, he is on a Goldberg like streak. You know, he hasn't oh, yeah. lost. He hasn't lost a singles match at all. Um, again, I think the star of the two is Scarlett, uh, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a good match. Um, and, you know, now that he's the champ, we'll see if he can deliver night in and night out because Balor as champion has done the best work. Um, I don't want to say of his career because I, I didn't watch him a lot in New Japan. Um, but he's done the best work of his, you know, WWE NXT run by far like he's been he's had great great matches so um we'll see what's next i'm sure they'll do a rematch of some kind um and you know we'll we'll see how we'll see where it goes it's gonna be interesting what they do with finn balor because you know finn balor was was initially only supposed to be with nxt for a couple of months which was go back into the main roster he's wound up i think they need i think they need him though there they need they need him there to continue to help develop other guys and make other guys he, you know, we, we talked about it with AEW, right? AEW didn't beat NXT because it was a better show. I truly feel that way. NXT, AEW beat NXT because they had Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Sting, the Young Bucks, Omega. I mean, they had stars. And NXT just doesn't have that. They don't have that level of star. Um, other than Balor. He's the only guy. And maybe you can make a case for, you know, Adam Cole and EO. But, like, you know, that's kind of it. Um, so... I think for star power wise, I think Balor should stay there. And what's he gonna go do on Raw? Lose to uh, Braun Strowman? I mean, what's he gonna do on there? So, um, you know, I, I'm I'm sure he's praying he doesn't have to go back to Raw. So, because these these guys these guys all watch these guys all watch that show, right? They know what's going on. Um, so, um, and he's getting paid like he's a main roster guy anyway. So I'm sure he's like just fine just keep me on here so hopefully he stays on the um on, on nxt because i think they need him i think they need his star power okay so now our final match 40 minutes and 22 seconds this match should have been 25 minutes long i adam cole versus kylo o'reilly unsanctioned match i'm not saying it was a bad match it's just was way too long for me and it just the length of the match didn't work for me i mean and, and as a result, this felt like this should have been these guys should not face each other again for another for another year. You have this 40 minute match, you have this super long match and it just maybe this worked for you. But and I know that, you know, I think you said Dave Meltzer kind of killed this match, but Dave Meltzer gave this match, you know, four and a, four and a half stars. So, I mean, he still you know thought it was a really good match. But I, I thought this was I thought this match was, was a disappointment for me personally. A uh, couple of things. One, it definitely was too long. Okay. Uh, definitely, definitely too long. I think it was like eight minutes too long. Like tw- 25 minutes. It didn't have to be 25 minutes. It could have been 30 minutes, I think, would have been a perfect length. All right, 30. All right. Two, it's hard for me because I watched their match in Ring of Honor when they broke up as Future Shock. Mm-hmm. And that may have been their two between the two of them, their best match of their careers. Okay. So then I'm also comparing them to that match, which this was not as good. 
they were younger. They took a lot of chances. They took a lot of kind of dangerous, reckless chances. And then three, and as much as AEW wants to have blood on every show, I think there should have been blood in this match. Uh, I think this is a match that should have been blood. Um, and so I think when you combine all those factors, I think it was a good match for sure. The right guy went over. I'm so glad Kyle O'Reilly won. Um, but I think because now you establish another guy, right? Adam Cole could lose until the cows come home in NXT. Um, but was the match great? I wouldn't say it was great. I'd say it was very good. So, and you know, that's okay. These hardcore matches aren't always great. Very few of them are great. Very few of them are great. I mean, we give the Thunder Rosa Britt Baker feud a lot of match, a lot of credit. And it was a very, very good match, you know, but like, I'd say it was, I, you know, I guess I'll say it was a, a, but it was also, you know, 15 minutes long, you know, it was, it was a good length. So I think it was a little long. They did a little bit too much with the bringing out different weapons and, and things like that. Um, and there should have been blood in it. And I was comparing their, this match to their match years ago. So, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's tough for me. Um, my whole thing with Meltzer and Alvarez is that they're always negative on, on the WWE, uh, specifically NXT. They can be negative on the main roster, but um, they could tend to be negative on NXT at the, you know, at the, you know, behest of Tony Khan. Um, so anyway, thought it was a good, good match. Not a great match. I thought night two was a good show. Not a great show. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like I said, I think this was a great weekend for NXT. It's going to be interesting what they do going forward, moving on to Tuesdays. And I guess the reason why I think that this could be the end possibly for Finn Balor is because they're no longer in this quote unquote war and having to go and get huge ratings on Tuesday. So, I mean, leading into our next subject quickly, possible NXT call-ups. What else does like an Io Shirai, an Adam Cole or Finn Balor really need to do in, you know, in NXT. And that, and before you answer that, just think about this. They're not going on the road at least for another three or four months. So everyone's in Florida. If it doesn't work out or, you know, a, a Ciampa who says he never wants to leave NXT basically because his family's there, you could have Ciampa or some of these guys. Well, he also watches Raw every week. Go ahead. Well, he can get that huge payday get versus, you know, or in the, in the, I, in the I think, I think for him, I think he's a different kind of guy. I don't think he gives a shit about that. Oh, no, I understand. But I'm just saying, you know, everyone's in Florida. It's not like you're traveling anywhere. And if these things don't work out and if Adam Cole doesn't, isn't getting over, you can put him right back in NXT. You can do one thing and be the biggest guy there again. Do, what do we think about this? Could we see a, a Balor, an EO, an Adam Cole, do your biggest stars? Could they show up either on SmackDown or Raw the next couple of weeks? And I know how much we hate the idea of seeing our favorite stars get you know, booked by Vince McMahon. Get buried. But, you know, let, let, let's just, let's call it what you know. it is. I think if, I think if EO goes to SmackDown, she's got a chance. Um, I do. I, I'm starting to trust SmackDown a little bit more. And I think maybe Daniel Bryan is, is an influence there. I, I don't know. Well, cause it seems like, isn't Michael Hayes still the guy there and stuff? I, I don't know. Um, so I trust if EO goes there, that she'll have a chance. Um, I don't think they could lose all three. I feel like that would be, I mean, we named their three stars. 
and those are the three people. So I don't think they could lose all three. So maybe EO, okay. And then maybe Adam Cole or Balor. Okay. Um, I mean, what does Balor have to, what, I mean, maybe Balor there, you said to help the young guys, but what is Adam Cole after losing the way he did in the big blood feud? I mean, let's tell me he's now going to put over route, you know, Roddy. I mean, what else does he really have left to do? I mean, he's put I, over, I agree. I mean, we, over, we you know, pretty much every major guy. I, mean, I agree. I, there's nothing left for him to do. There, there isn't. He's the longest reigning NXT champ of all time. So he's had the title. Uh, he's been in a million takeover main events. He's one of the greatest NXT wrestlers. He's on the Mount Rushmore of NXT performers. I mean, you know, so he goes to the main, he goes to Raw, and then it's the countdown till when he goes to AEW. I mean, that's what it is. So, yeah, I mean, for him financially and stuff like that, you know, I, I you know, I hope, you know, whatever. But, you know, he's, he's a guy, and I was thinking about this watching him. Uh, he's a guy that I, I mean, Corey, I've watched him for like 10 years. Or more. Yeah. It's, it's, in, it's insane. So I, I'm heavily invested in him. Um, I've liked him for a really, really, uh, he's been my guy for a really, really long time. Um, and I just, I think if he goes to the main roster, it's fine. But I think when he goes to the main roster, it's going to be a countdown to the end of his contract and to when he's going to AEW because there's, there's very unlikely, um, it is very unlikely they give him any kind of, any kind of legitimate push, but if he goes, we'll talk about it more then. All right. And the very last thing with NXT, we saw the promos over the last week and a half. We saw the adorable dog, uh, we have a debut on Tuesday of Taya Valkyrie, now being known as Frankie, apparently. Uh, what do you think of her uh, her joining? Do you think she could be uh, the next contender for Raquel? Do we see a slow- Oh, yeah. I think we talked about that a few weeks ago. She's at, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's, I mean, they, they're building her up. She's going to be, absolutely, she's going to be one of them. And that's and that's how you can see EO leaving, right? Um, you, you One leaves and one comes in. So, yeah, I definitely expect her to have an instant impact. I, I agree. Um, and like I said, I think we have a bright future for uh, Tuesdays with NXT. There'll be less pressure on them to have to bring in the ratings. And it's going to be the true test to see, one, if, you know, how much wrestling fans are going to want to watch wrestling every night. And if we get back to basic booking of what this company was when they weren't bothered by having to get ratings when they were on the WWE Network. Because WWE, WWE Network, NXT... And WWE and WWE, I'm sorry, NXT USA Network are two different type products. And I think we saw a little bit of WWE Network era NXT over the last two nights. And it gave me yeah. A I mean, I I don't I don't know about any of that stuff. I mean, the takeovers were still great. They made some booking. They they hot shotted some things, but I still think it was NXT. And I still think many of the shows were, were great. And I still think on a weekly basis, the shows were better than AEW. So I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about any, any of that. Like they're going to do their stuff. They're going to do, they're going to do their stuff. And it's, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. And that's one of the reasons why they lost quote unquote lost. You know what I mean? Uh, who did AEW had Shaq, Mike Tyson, you know, Snoop Dogg. NXT didn't do any of that. They had Charlotte for a little bit. 
They didn't do any of that. They they high shot they hot shot at a couple angles, right? Like they didn't, you know, the, this whole idea is like, oh, it was so different since they were in USA. Like it wasn't really that different. They basically did they did their stuff and they're gonna do the same thing they do on Tuesdays. The booking is very and you know, you could say that that's good or that's bad, but they have a, a formula and I love it and it seems to work. And I think they'll do great on Tuesdays. Well, speaking of what you just mentioned, AEW, quickly, a couple of quick thoughts. Uh, we found out that Blood and Guts is happening on May 5th. Initially, it was going to be happening in New Jersey on their big uh, debut in the New York area. Uh, Corey, Corey, first of all, one, I don't really care. Two, what's Blood and Guts? What is that? It's a hardcore match? Is that what it uh, is? War Games. War Games match. Double cage uh, War Games. No. Well, all right. Fine. Yeah. I was excited. I was going to see it live, but, you know, maybe uh, – They'll do something special when, if they uh, actually come in September, because that's when it's been rescheduled for the second time. But, you know, let's cross our fingers here. But um, we have the inner circle are now baby faces now. I thought the, I'd love to get your point of view, and we're going to go a little fast here, but your thoughts on uh, the Jericho promo. Did you think it was the world's best thing, what some people are saying? Did you thought it was too inside? Did you think it was just right? What was, I mean, it wasn't the pipe bomb, which, you know, People were the saying, pipe, you know, the pipe bomb. What? What, what, are, was like, what are people? What are people? Bomb. What are people talking about? They're the pipe. Bomb. The pipe bomb. CM Punk. CM Punk called out the entire company to their face. There's never been a promo done like that in wrestling history. Oh my God! These I mean, they all knew what he was going to say. I know they knew he was going to do it, but the shit that he said. Was wait, all oh, these AW marks are gonna drive me nuts. All right, it was a good promo. It was a great promo. I mean, it was a great promo. But you know, he's Chris Jericho. He's one of the greatest wrestlers, promo guys in the history of professional wrestling. Um, so that didn't surprise me. It was a good pro. It was a great promo. You know, I don't know what else there is to say. Uh, do you do you like the idea that? Uh... Inner circle are now baby faces, or do you think that? Was yeah, I think this. I think that's the, Yeah, I think it's the evolution. Sure, Jericho, Jericho would come out, and everyone would be singing this the song the whole time. Um, Jericho would have to say something negative about the fans, and the fans kind of, you know, they picked up on it, so they would boo. But nobody wanted to boo. Nobody wanted to boo them. Uh, even Santana and Ortiz, they seem like like great guys. They have a great story. Ortiz is like a total goofball. Um, Sammy, Sammy Guevara seems like a dick, but. <laughs> and Jake Hager seems like a heel too, but I mean the other three guys, whatever. So yeah, I mean the natural program. I mean he's the, one of the biggest stars in history of wrestling. He's been around for thirty years. Like nobody wants to boo him. So um, yeah, a- absolutely natural progression that they're that they're baby faces. It makes a lot of sense. Very cool. That makes. And sense. You need a baby face feud with all these these heel stables now, but yeah. Um... I thought it was done well. I thought the Tyson thing was done fairly well. I mean, I thought it was. I thought the Tyson thing was fine. I, I who who cares? I thought it was fine. I again, I continue to more than anything, I continue to be impressed with how good a shape he's in at his age. Beyond that, I don't care. Well, I mean, I think it just set up the idea that I think they used celebrities well. Like, I mean, the Snoop Dogg one wasn't great, but I think the way they've used uh, celebrities' integration, I think, is you know pretty well done. I guess that's just what I would say on that. Um, I. Th- other thing that to, to speak on is the the young bucks once again have turned uh, turned heel apparently or 
They were goaded into turning heel by Moxley being frustrated. They didn't want to super kick their best friend's head off. What was your thoughts on on that whole tight situation? Do you think uh, the slow build is working for you, or is it too slow of a, a build of you know for the average fan who just wants to see you know progression? So we're building to them being heels again. So that's what we're, that's what we've been building to, and they were the champions of the company. So they've shown enough killer instinct already. I, I don't I don't know, I don't know. Uh, I, I I think one it was too soon. Um, I think you had Corey. How much shit did they have on the show? They had Archer out there with Sting. They had Mike Tyson coming out. You had Jericho with this promo. They're talking about blood and guts. Like, how much stuff can you have on these shows? Um, it starts to kind of lose its effect after a while. I just thought it was too soon. You know, say this match is going to be three weeks from now. Why is it? Oh, next week we're having a match now. And then, oh, they're going to turn on them. And everybody knew they were going to turn on them. I thought it was fine. But, like, here's the thing. AEW was started because of Omega and the Bucks, right? That's we, we pretty much know that Khan went to the New Japan show and he saw Jericho and Omega and he's, he watched he's being the elite and he was a big mark. And so he's like, we got to do this show. The Bullet Club, the elite, this is like the biggest thing that they have. As much as they have Jericho and Moxley, this is kind of the biggest thing that they have. Don't you want to draw this out a little bit more? And now, you know, they have Gallows and Anderson, too. Don't you want to draw this out a little bit more? Now, obviously, there's a good chance they have the Bucks turn back and whatever. And then they go against Gallows and Anderson. I think eventually that's where they go with this. Um, I, I just thought they're doing this slow build and it's like, oh, they're turning. Now, again, AEW does do things where sometimes the story ends up being pretty good. So I will, I, I'm not going to totally bury them and say they're the worst thing since sliced bread but they're the worst thing since raw the, I, yeah this isn't Strowman and shane but i will say that it's such a centerpiece for the company that i i think they just have to be be careful with what they do and i hope that there's more of a story to tell here i think there is which is why i'm gonna hold off from going too nuts but i don't like the beginning Let's put it that way. I've, I've read, I've started the book. I've started the show and I don't like the beginning, but I'm going to watch it anyway because I'm, I'm invested in the story. So let's see where it goes. I agree. Like I said, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go. Um, I think there's a problem with AEW with some of their storytelling, but I do overall, I think it's interesting where, where they're going with this. It'll be interesting to see where they go in the next couple of weeks. But last thing on AEW, future weeks, we'll talk more about AEW. Uh, but this was a WWE heavy show. Somebody put up this week, 72 people on a two hour show for AEW. Now I know some of you, you know, people are breaking up, you know, fights and different things, but you have a two hour show, 72 people. It's way too many, too many people. I understand that, you know, Tony Khan has done a great thing by helping independent wrestlers, you know, get work during a pandemic. He hasn't fired anybody unless they've done something stupid or they just, are bad apple, aka did something stupid with you know the speaking out movement and other things in that regard. But 72 people on a two-hour show 
is just way too many people. I know that they're going to get a third hour on a separate night, some point coming up soon, but that's just too many people. And they've got to figure out a way to fix this. You know, and I think I agree. We have been complaining about this for months. They're not going to fix it. This is what they do. This is, it's like, it's like raw. And this is a conversation that I want to get into, not now, but eventually about Mr. McMahon and Bruce Pritchard and, and whatever. What we're seeing with AEW, just like what we see with NXT, they have a formula. AEW's formula is we're just going to throw a bunch of shit out there. That's what we do. That's what we are. Good, bad, or indifferent. Like us, don't like us. This is what we do. Like Mark Henry would say with this shirt, that's what I do. This is what they do, like it or not. And we either have to, at some point, start accepting it or whatever. I mean, I'm still going to complain about it every week, but <laughs> because I'm a curmudgeon. And, and I think the show could be great. And I think it's just good. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, and I think, Corey, the problem is they spend so much time doing. And here, I'm going to tell you one criticism, an actual criticism. And I was thinking about this. Okay. Um, beyond the 72 wrestlers. So they're building this Jade and Velvet Sky match. Now, with Sasha and Bianca, there's, it's two African-American women who are going against each other who I know they had Reginald in there and that was stupid and whatever. But for the most part, these are two women who have respected each other and so on and so forth. And this is not a big deal for other people. Most people, especially white people, be like, oh, who cares? Who cares? But with this Jade and Velvet feud, you got two women calling each other bitches the whole time, saying I'm a bitch, you're a bitch, and two African-American women who are just calling each other bitch the whole time. I I just think it's gross. I think that lead up to to their this lead up to their match has been that that video package they had was gross. It's like, can we do anything other than call another woman the b word? Aren't we past this in our you know in our society where you have a problem with someone, you have a problem with someone, okay, but you're not constantly calling them a bitch the whole time. I, they, I mean, I, I think that promo, Jade and, and Velvet said it like five times each. I, I, I thought it was I thought it was gross. And um, I, I, you know, I don't know, you know, WWE, WWE doesn't have a lot of women who are in higher positions. They have Brandi Rhodes, who's, you know, she's I mean, she's not a good wrestler. So they don't have. I don't know that they have many veteran women's wrestlers who have been there and seen it and done that uh, and can help tell women's stories. You know, you hear, you know, um, uh, the bunny or whatever. Oh, the bunny, she's crazy, a crazy woman. She's a Jezebel. It's like that same thing. And I think if they want to ever advance women in their company, they they took a big step with, with uh, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. They've got to stop doing this thing where they are calling women bitches and crazy, and that's all women are. They're athletes. They're performers. Jade can hate uh, Velvet Sky for other reasons than she's a bitch. So let let's. That's Red my. Red uh, Velvet. Red Velvet. Velvet Sky. Oh my God. Out, uh, yeah, Velvet Sky. Red Velvet. She can say other things about Red Velvet. Um, you know, rather than you know calling her the b word. So let's let's advance a little bit past that. So that's just a thing that. Totally agree with that. Um, thought there were a lot of other things on AW that were good and bad from this past week. Yeah, we'll get into that more, you know, on Twitter at WorkshootPod, not Instagram, of course. Uh, but Jay, 
let people know how they can follow us uh, as you do each week. Quite Yeah, quite sure. So we're on Twitter at Worked Shoot Pod. I was able to live tweet because I watch shows live. I didn't have to like immediately watch another show because Corey was going to ruin it for me. So now that NXT is uh, <laughs> NXT is Tuesdays and AW's Wednesdays, I probably will live tweet more often because I'll probably just watch them live. Um, they do a good job with commercials and stuff where it's not like I have to watch it after. So I'll probably watch most of the shows live. And when I do, I will try to live tweet it at work shoot pod. Uh, we are also on Instagram at work shoot pod. The great Jackie Andy really uh, tracks that for us. Thank God. Cause I don't know anything about Instagram. So, so yeah, so, so that's that. And then we are on um, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, just look us up worked shoot wrestling podcast. Uh, and if there's anything that you guys would want to see or hear or listen to, if you want us here, if you want to hear more raw talk, well, you know, shit, we'll 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 go through it. Uh, if you want us to do more about, you know, um, and and NWA or more about Impact or whatever, uh, let us know. Okay, so tweet us at Work Shoot Pod. Uh, we have a Facebook uh, group as well, uh, Work Shoot Pod Wrestling Podcast. So check us out. And last thing, we're a part of the Great uh, Life Group series uh, of podcasts. Uh, we are part of the Wrestling Life Group, um, and Monday is Dong City, so that's a baseball podcast with Henry and Vince. Uh, Tuesday, we've got The Audible with Matt and Randy, a lot going on with football. Deshaun Watson seems to love him slash therapist. Uh, Thursday, you've got us, Workshoot Wrestling Podcast. Friday, you've got The Step Back Basketball Podcast with Jacob and Leon. Basically, teams have just decided to end their season before the 20 games before the season's over. Great for betting. And then Sundays, you've got Total Bases with Felipe and Sean, more of a fantasy baseball podcast. So check all of them out. Very entertaining, very good guys, uh, and good listens. Oh, and of course, speaking of, uh, Jacob Anthony Moses from The Step Back uh, and many others today had joined us in our chat. Unfortunately, everything going on, we didn't get a chance to bring up many of their comments, but thank you guys for joining us. And uh, definitely check out them and everyone else on the network. Uh, Jay, there is one other uh, podcast that uh, we have been part of, apparently. Do you remember what that's called? You don't know. Jackie! Jackie Andy, Jackie Rachel, Jackie Corey, the comedy podcast for the ages. I don't know who this Jackie Corey is, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, we uh, right now we're going bi-weekly because of scheduling and I'm having more bit harder to go get some of these episodes done but well, well he's he's uh, corey's got so much social media to post that he, he 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 doesn't have enough time that is very true uh wrestlemania week is kind of taking a little bit of my time this week but uh yeah we uh bi-weekly right now we'll have a new episode next week and looking to get jason back on the podcast very soon to uh, talk about more of my problems you know will i ever be on the show folks it's been eight months well i guess somebody's been counting uh but uh, Jason, we will talk more about that and other stuff. But last two topics on the day, one on a positive, one unfortunately, one on a little bit of a negative note. We'll take care of the, uh, the positive one first. Uh, will Ospreay, the first British-born heavyweight champion in uh, New, Japan, uh, New Japan, winning the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship from Ibushi. We uh, were both a little bit upset that the Empire did not start off on the greatest foot. I mean, we both still have no idea why the Great Khan has a job. But uh, well, let's not go that. Let's not go that far. I just don't know why he's got he's got the push that he does. He should be employed. Maybe. Um, but 
we both had a chance to see the match. I think it was either at the level or better than anything from TakeOver. I think the only thing that was close was Walter versus Ciampa, but I think that was a little bit better. I mean, if you wanted to say that Walter Ciampa was, you know, four and a half to four and a three-quarter stars on, you know, the Dave scale, I would say this was, you know, 4.8, just slightly better. I think, you know, as end of the year, I think this will be one of the best batches of the year. I think this is the start of the push for the Empire, and they set up matches going forward with Shingo, Okada, most likely a rematch with Ibushi coming to the line. So I think after a year of not sure what the heck was going on with booking with New Japan, I think they kind of at least have a short-term direction of challenges for Osprey and seeing where they might go. Yeah, they have a lot of stories to tell. Um, you know, I know... You know, I know Osprey has been in the speaking out movements and his um, girlfriend, I, I think, might be going to um, uh, NXT uh, UK possibly. Uh, Bay Priestley, that, yeah. She did her last show yeah. with us. Uh, yeah, Bay Priestley. So she might be going there. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. I, again, I, I know that, you know, some people have a problem with Osprey because of that. I don't know all the details, you know, but um, I, I just know he's a tremendous performer, man. Um, you know, I saw AJ Styles when, um, he was, I, how old was he? We have a, a couple of year age difference. So I was 19 or 20. And so he was like 22, 23 and NWA wild side. And I was like, I've never seen a guy like this, like in my life, I've never seen a guy as a performer like this. He was like Shawn Michaels, like a, um, like another kind of Shawn Michaels. And I think Osprey elevates that. Um, and I think the fact that Osprey now is doing more with his ground game, so he's not high flying as much, which he needs to do to right, keep protect his, his body. Um, I, I think I think it's bringing elements to his game that he didn't even have before. So you know, I I think he's an AJ Styles, Kenny Omega style performer. I think he's one of the top ten wrestlers in the world, maybe even top five. Um, and I think he's the type of guy that when he decides to go to the U.S., he's going to be a giant star, uh, particularly if he goes to AEW. You know, you know, we know how, of, how, you know, and we'll see if Vince is where Vince is at, you know, with his stuff. And because I think Triple H would, would get him and would push him to the moon. Um, let's say Triple H is running a company, if that's the case. Hey, Ricochet versus um, him again in NXT. Yeah, yeah well. I, I don't I don't know if Will Ospreay will go to NXT. Yeah. Um, so I I, I just I, I think he's a, I think he he really is developing a character. He's talking more. Um, and I, it was a yeah it was a great match against Bushi. Definitely the match best match of the week. Absolutely. And um, I am looking forward to seeing where they're going. I'm definitely more. You know, I was a little out on New Japan. I have a lot of stuff going on. Um, but you know, now I'm definitely going to deep dive a little bit more. I'm so glad Shingo's getting this big push too. Cause that dude is a freaking stud, man. He's so good. And, um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting with Osprey. They already made two challengers out there. Great booking. I'm excited to see where they go the next couple of months. Absolutely. It'll be interesting to see where everything goes. They will follow it the coming weeks as, uh, new Japan continues with their shows and we'll let you know what you should be watching. But Jay, uh, Last topic of the day, unfortunately, it's a sad situation. 50 years old, one of the top five, you know, at least East Coast, New York-based rappers in my lifetime, DMX, died uh, earlier today at age 50. 
Uh, I, I'll be honest right now, I'm not a huge rap fan, but in the uh, early 90s to the maybe early 2000s, I was a fan of, uh, of rap. Him, Naj, you know, Biggie, those are my type of rappers, especially, you know, being East Coast and most of them being in the New York area. It hit me a little bit harder. You know, I, we thought he had died last night, but he officially, you know, had died uh, today. Any quick thoughts and memories of uh, one of the best rappers who unfortunately was his own biggest, you know, victim, unfortunately, you know, the overdosing and unfortunately came, you know, earlier today. Uh, yeah, there's a great article um, in Rolling Stone um, that for you guys to check out. And I was trying to like read over, over some of it, but um, yeah. I, so, you know, I, I grew up, uh, I was born in the Bronx, lived there for 12 years. And then I lived in Yonkers for my, until I was uh, 19 and moved further upstate. He was from Mount Vernon. Yeah. So uh, he, but he grew up on, in Yonkers on school street mm-hmm. and school street is actually down the street from where I live. So I, you know, it wasn't the best area. So I stayed in my little street that was pretty safe. And I did not go down school street too often, not at night anyway. And, um, so, it, so being in Yonkers at that, at, at that point, um, you know, in that, the nineties or whatever, like he was such a local, like a local hero to people in the, in the neighborhood, um, with, with what he did as a, as a rapper and Rolling Stone had a, had a good, had a good line. Um, they said he was a rapper who blended aggressive menace with emotional sincerity. And you really would see that throughout, like, uh, you know, throughout his, his albums. Um, yeah, I thought he was great. I, I thought he was tremendous. Um, he's a guy who I really, really enjoyed uh, listening to. I still listen to him now. Um, you know, I say like all time best rappers or whatever. I don't know where all that stuff is, but um, I would say he's absolutely one of my favorite guys. Um, back in the day, so, you know, in the night, in the you know mid, mid to late, mostly late nineties, is when like the internet was a big thing. Everyone had AOL profiles, and so you'd put your name and where you put where you're from. Like if you were from Yonkers, you put Home of the Brave, because that's what DMX was referring to when he talked about where he was from. And he also put you know he put Shine in the name of of Yonkers, um, which you know was you know there's a lot of rough areas in Yonkers. And where he was from was rough. Where I was from was rough. And where we were from. Yeah. So, um, you know, he put shine on the name of, of Yonkers, where it was kind of like people didn't know anything about Yonkers. So I, I, I you know, I, and then he's, he's been in these movies. I don't think he was a, credit, a great actor, but God bless him. He was in these movies. But then, you know, he had a lot of demons. And you knew he had a lot of demons by his, his albums. Sometimes you hear guys who are rappers and you're like, this guy's whatever, a fake or a this or whatever. He's a job or like, he's never done any of this. That's all bullshit or whatever. And I, I'm, I'm not saying he's out there. He had this one song ATF or whatever. Like I, that's a, a story, but some of his stuff about kind of who he was as a person where he was bridging this like love of God and his family to like being this like, not great person all the time. I think it was, I think that was real. And he had demons and he talked about demons in his music and those demons, uh, he succumbed to those demons, unfortunately succumbed. 
to those demons. Unfortunately, uh, today um, had a lot of drug problems, was in jail. Um, I think he was in rehab like a ton of times. And he never, never got it together with that part of his life. I mean, 50 years old, you know. So um, definitely RIP DMX. I hope this is a lesson for people. Uh, about drugs and alcohol and you know um you know for, for, for instance for me i have a lot of um you know uh, addiction runs in my family so i try to take a month off of drinking for a year and that happens to be this month the nicest month we've had in forever um right and so like i so it, you know addiction is a really really powerful thing and it doesn't matter how much money you have uh you know or you know, who you are or, you know, what skin color you are. Once drugs hit you and that, that addiction hits you, it can be very, very hard to shake. So uh, RIP to DMX and um, his music will, will be there forever. It will stand the test well, of time. Well, Jay, I uh, usually say, you know, the final word is yours, but I don't know if you could have uh, said any better than that. Everybody enjoy WrestleMania, have loved ones in your heart. And, you know, if you can learn from anything, DMX is a great rapper, but like everyone else, we have problems. And if you have a problem, feel free to go out there and let people know, and, you know, get help. Because, you know, what, we lose way too many people way too soon. We almost, you know, lost Dr. Dre earlier this year. He's doing better, but we also, but we did lose uh, DMX. So, Jay, as always, the final word is yours. I think we're done here. See ya.